Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Holtcast, episode 77, but who's counting? I'm Jack Grimsey, alongside Robert Lintot, as always. How's it going, Robert? I'm doing well, and I'm the one counting. That's who. Yeah, thanks, uh, actually, for, for reminding me of that, because uh, I, I didn't know. I, I'm just counting because I know we're getting suspiciously close to 100, and I think at that point we have a giant blowout, and we invite Mark Bunn on. Yeah, hopefully, um, I'm hoping Villa will still be in the Premier League at, at that point, because that would be fun. I haven't done reverse calculations, but it looks like that would kind of land us somewhere maybe in the middle of, in the middle of 2016. So it's three weeks, six, that's good. about six months from now. So yeah. mid, mid-July. Yeah, ish. Right. Yeah. Ish. But, Something to look I don't know. So it's starting. It's starting to look a little better for Villa. Even even if we do go down, it looks like we're going to go down with a fight. Now four matches unbeaten. That's and following a, a string of fifteen matches in all competitions without a win. It's definitely, definitely something to take. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you had the the draw at Wickham started everything, and that wasn't a great result at the time. But then you beat Palace, you draw Leicester, you you beat Wickham again, and you know that's. It doesn't seem like much, but this if there's any chance of avoiding relegation, this is how it starts. I mean, obviously it's not possible, but if you went draw, win, draw, win, draw, win, and for the rest of the season, Villa would survive. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why you say that's not possible. They could do it. Uh, because at some point we have to win two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's just, just natural, but... It looks it looks like Remy Gard is finally finally getting things going at Villa. Fortunately, maybe that actually that uh, fight with the fans that a couple of the players had at that Wickham draw the first the first game before the replay when Villa traveled to Wickham that maybe started a fire kind of under their bums. And boy, fans are still bitter about that gum chewing incident in the dugout. Are you even vaguely bothered by that? I, yes, but only because no one on our team has the technical ability to do what Mesut Ozil can do with a piece of gum, which is volley it and then hit it into a camera, even if that find is fake. But no, I, I don't... Who cares? Yeah, and people are so angry. I mean, Guzan and Lescott are still getting booed. The snarky comments on Twitter keep raining down. I couldn't believe it. Like, who gives a shit? Uh, honestly, and if Brad Guzan wasn't playing so poorly, maybe it wouldn't have become a thing. And, you know, obviously if the club weren't in the worst stretch in, I don't know, 20 years it, over that, it, w- it wouldn't be a thing. But yeah, apparently I mean, it is. I, I just find it so funny. Like, one of our players was found face down drunk on vacation this year. And people are like, eh. And then Brad Guzan chews and spits some gum and people are up in arms. Um, to be, I guess not really that many of our fans were up in arms about Guza, or about Grealish, but... Yeah, some, no, that's what I'm saying. People. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Most of our fans were like, yeah, sure, okay, cool. And with Guzan chewing and spitting gum, oh my god. Yeah. I Maybe but, I'm missing something. Maybe this is one of those lost-in-translation cultural things, but I'm not even vaguely bothered by that. Yeah, you, you just have to be English to get it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah. Anyways, if we had a dollar uh, for every time we've heard that, we'd be more rich than we are from blogging. Yeah, but maybe that makes you think we haven't heard it that much. <laughs> don't, don't, 
to let that uh, disillude you. But anyways, let's let's forget about that first game against Wickham, the, the draw that started it all, and get to that win at Villa Park. And yeah, so anyways, it wasn't on TV. Didn't see a couple highlights, but... Yeah, and uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch, we have the highlights on the site. Yeah, the the images actually also. <laughs> Someone made some joke that it would be great if we got to watch pictures of the match instead of actually having to listen to TalkSport commentate it. So someone took it upon themselves to MS Paint all of the main action in the match, and it was the best thing yeah. ever. Some genius. Who, who suggested that? <laughs> who could it be? Who could it be? Yeah, no, it was... But then Gildatron, or Gild, whichever one he's going by, made it reality, and oh my god. <laughs> I've never yeah, been yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Um, obviously, yeah, someone, Dave, Dave did 83, uh, replied to you, who said, God, I hate following football on the radio. He said, I would rather watch drawings of the game, and at Gildatron took it upon himself to make a series of just frankly amazing drawings. So, thank you, thank you for doing that. <laughs> especially, especially because we ended up winning. It was, it was great to see. Especially just the Remy Guard reactions. <laughs> They're all so great. And the broken leg. I never want to laugh at someone you know hurting themselves, but I'm gonna laugh at that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't wasn't televised so. That that kind of made it made it difficult for some people who would have preferred to watch, but I don't think we even wanted to see the first half, honestly, because from everything I've heard, it was, it was just atrocious. But eventually, Villa did come good. Kieran Clark opened the scoring with a header, and Idrissa Ghana scored his first goal for the club, and it, it was actually a pretty good goal from from the clip I saw. Yeah, absolutely. He just he buried it nicely, exactly what we were looking for. Um, and, and and I think that's that's what we what we kind of expected to see from Ghana more is is we'd heard he scored goals, but you know if if he's been taking shots from twenty five thirty yards out and obviously none have gone in the back of that. When, but when he's he's getting into the area, just shows he he can finish competently. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so it was it was nice. And I, I never, I don't think anyone expected him to score a ton of goals, probably not even 10, but more than one to this point in the season. Um, so it's nice that yeah, he opened that account. I was thinking maybe four or five for the year. Like yeah. just, you know, yeah, exactly. Goals, but then again, Villa, Villa haven't scored any goals at all. So. That's true. And you yeah, know, it doesn't take much Ghana, to get to four or five. Ghana, I think, um, what was he? That He was man of the match in the Leicester match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, and yeah, he's, he's playing really well lately. So, I guess one final thought I have on the on the Wickham game: uh, it was nice to see Jordan Lydon make his full debut. Actually, played it right back. I guess uh, Remy Guard had asked him, and he told him he'd played played right back before, even though it's not his position. He uh, was able to play there, and I think maybe impressed the boss a bit. Yeah, absolutely. And from what I heard, he was having himself a decent match. Um, the other comment I did want to make before we moved on from Wickham, even though we couldn't see it. Uh, the universal uh, acclaim was that Brad Guzan had one of his worst matches ever, and he just looks totally out of confidence. Oh. Um, at one yeah, point, yeah, the yeah. Talksport announcers referred to one of his plays as suicidal goalkeeping, 
that didn't convert into a Wickham goal only because they missed their open shot. Yeah, it, it just, from all accounts, I think it, it's just a bad, very forgettable match for him and what's been really a forgettable season where he's lost his job, basically lost all his confidence. Now he's the cup goalkeeper. Yeah, absolutely. And what a turnaround there. Um, and his replacement, on the other hand, is doing wonderfully. Um, I'm not sure if he's the answer, but he's doing admirably as a stand-in right now, um, especially yeah, over the last weekend. He's trying to make the most of it. He's doing the best he can, and he's doing better than a, at least I thought he could do, and many others as well. Yeah. And, of course, that's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with a saved penalty against Leicester, which is not something you yes. expect to see. Saved uh, Riyad Mahrez's penalty. He didn't have to do a lot, but you still, I mean, you still have to be in the right position. And although Mahrez got stripped of Leicester's penalty duties after, that's that's irrelevant. He Bun still got in the right spot. Saved the spot kick when Villa were down 1 0 and kept him in the match. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if they go down 2 0, it's probably over, especially against, you know, Leicester, who have just been rampant this year. And he was so. Bun was so, so close to preventing Leicester's first as well when Vardy broke in behind the back line, lobbed it over. It was it was really an, an incredible shot from Vardy. Bun palmed it off the line, and unfortunately, Julian Lescott was just enjoying the show, just like the other 40,000 at Villa Park who came to watch, and just was just totally caught, caught ball-watching and uh, resulted in a goal for Leicester. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, again, the defense is a shambles. Uh, we're going to get to the fact that there's some rumors flying around about Lescott and whatnot. But it, something needs to happen there. But Bun himself is not to blame. And, you know, we'll talk about some of the rumors here, maybe another goalkeeper coming in and whatnot. At this point, I don't think Bun is the long-term answer. But if nothing develops over January and Bun is our keeper for the rest of the season, if he can play like this, I'm comfortable with that. He's earned it. Yeah, exactly. In in the championship, maybe Bun deserves a shot. He's at least good enough to be a backup goalie in the championship. And if he's in the form of his life right now, you may as well try to ride it and see if you know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that Leicester match, by all accounts, you know, it seems to have been one of Villa's best performances of the year. Only hampered by uh, some not so great refereeing. Yeah. Um, like, like I was saying, we, we could have lost. Um, Bun saved that penalty to make sure we drew, but we also could have won. Libra Kozak was slammed in the face by Robert Hoot's elbow, not once, but twice. I think the first time actually was worse and deserved a penalty, but like I was saying to you a little bit before the show, I think it's, I think it's difficult for a referee to give two penalties in a match. And even though the first one had gone to Leicester, gone against Bella, even though it was at the other end, it, still think he was a little bit reluctant to, to give that penalty. And yeah. I don't yeah. know, Lester, there were a lot of, a lot of handball incidents. First, the, the Ali Sissoko just getting his arms really in front of his face, which yes, it's in the letter of law. I think that is a penalty, but if, I don't know if you, if you listen to Aston Villa review, Chris and Steve were talking about that and how, I think they were saying referee Mark Klettenberg said how the penalty is the only rule in the law of the game where it has to where intention has to be shown for it to be given as a foul. So that's it's kind of an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, 
Um, even just shying away from this game, I can't shake the sense that this is this full year is the worst year of refereeing we've ever seen. Yeah, I think we just happened to catch bad refs at just a really bad time. Yeah, but, but I'd, I'd extend that they just the games that we're going to lose no matter what. Yeah. And when, when you can't catch a break in a game that maybe you have a chance to win or even take a point against a stronger team, and it's because of a referee, that, that really hurts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's getting the point against Leicester is good. It's an undeniably good result, especially with the way that Villa played. Um, it does hurt, you know, especially given our position right now, uh, to not get all three. Yeah, but it, I mean, looking—it's not like the um, the first match against Leicester. That that should have been the one where we maybe maybe we should have got all three. Maybe we even should have took six off them this year. But I mean, who knows? And the referee—he was just very inconsistent. You even look at the Rudy Justed goal. Move started off. Rudy handballed it, and it was obviously totally unintentional. But that ball doesn't bounce off his hand. He's losing possession. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And he, he actually scored with his feet, so that, that's, that was kind of fun. Who knew he could still do that? Hopefully that's the thing that gets his confidence back for him. Um, do you think that performance earned his way back into the starting 11? Um, I think he just kind of put himself more into contention. I think if he could have maybe bagged one or two against Wickham, he would be back in the 11. But um, with, with Jordan Ayew definitely going to be on the pitch at a from the start at all times, and now with Kozak, with the news that Villa declined to sell Kozak now, we think, oh, maybe maybe Remy Guard actually wants him, but... No shit. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it can't be bad for Rudy Justed, though. If only there had been some sign that Kozak was actually half-decent and worth playing, you know, something like a good performance in the preseason or something. Yeah, well, Remy Guard maybe didn't see that. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, you know, neither did Tim Sherwood, apparently. Yeah, the blind leading the blind. <laughs> I, I think more than any, well, not more than anything, there's a lot to be bitter about this year, but that, that is on my list of things to be bitter about, very definitely in the top three this year. Because um, it's it, the fact that he hasn't been playing is basically just criminal when we can't score goals. Yeah. And just to not even give him a chance, you know, if he goes out there and fails, okay, same as what we were seeing before we tried him. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, in a weird sort of way, that's sort of a luxury that Villa have this year is they've been so bad that you can basically try anything. It's not going to be worse. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know, maybe, maybe if we get confirmed as relegated by March or end of February or something. I don't know when it will mathematically be possible, but um, it's not going to be. If, if so, if so, then you can just really try, I don't know, maybe play Jordan Lydon in every match or Cal yeah. Cole, not Cal Robinson, Russian Hepburn Murphy or, you know, whoever. Yeah. Bring in some of the kids. Um, unfortunately for the kids, that's not going to happen because the Villa are going to make it back and avoid relegation. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I, I oddly, you know, the fact, despite the fact that we didn't get, you know, any real purchase in the league this week, the performances against Leicester and Wickham have made me even a little more hopeful than I was at the, this point last week after we had beaten Palace. I, there might be fight in this team. They might be able to pull this off. 
Yeah, certainly, because even though we, we outplayed Palace, it still took kind of a fluky goal for for us to get the three points, and then you think, oh, well, we have to play Leicester, and they're actually good, so we could get thumped. But no, I actually put in a good performance, and, you know, that's it's got to gotta give you a bit of hope. And even though we've, at least I've been saying, for maybe two months we're, we're down, and I've just been trying to, I don't know, ease, ease the pain a bit by just having accepted the fact a while ago, I mean, we're not we're not down yet. So you, as long as the team keeps fighting, which maybe they actually are doing that now, you have you have to at least hold a little bit of belief that they could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think if they are going to pull this off, they're going to have to be savvy in the last week and a half of the transfer window here. Um, and we're seeing some signs of that, and some signs of at least in my mind some kind of dumb decisions. Um, the one that struck me as a little bit dumb was loaning out Joe Bennett again. Um, do you see any sense in that move? Mm, not really, although maybe Remy Gard knows he can't move Kieran Richardson and is probably, I don't know, maybe he wants, he wants Bennett next year to actually be better and develop more. That could be. Um, I mean, I can see that. It's. I guess my problem is once Jordan Amavi went down, we realized that we had no other left backs in the system. And, and so now we have Ali Sissoko back, who's not Jordan Amavi, but he's, you know, a left back. The problem is if Sissoko gets injured, we're back to having no good left backs in the system. And that's worrisome to me. Yeah, exactly. If you could have maybe tricked an MLS team into taking Kieran Richardson, then you could you could keep Joe Bennett. But <laughs> you I, can have Julian Lescott for free, so long as you also take Kieran Richardson. And yeah, and taking Zakria too while you're at it, but <laughs> <laughs> and Gabby. And yeah. we, I don't know, we just should start a, an MLS side and just throw all <laughs> our... I mean like NYCFC. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But and just throw we could all base our, our, our team, old region. We could break, base our team in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. We could be the Birmingham villains of the MLS. Oh, my God. That MLS <laughs> would probably explode. But, um, if yeah, you could just you could just throw all your old players that you don't want and then also, also loan out some kids there. But, yeah, anyways, Joe Bennett going to Sheffield Wednesday on, on loan for the, for the rest of the year. Um, Jose Angel Crespo, fortunately, we're not going to get to see too much of him as he's going back to Spain with Rayo Baicano. And, you know, maybe maybe it's looking like Scott Sinclair could go back to Swansea, and that would be a weird move, especially since it's only going to be for $2 million. Yeah, it would be a little bit strange, but Scott Sinclair has showed basically nothing uh, this season, so it would not break my heart if that happened. No, and it's disappointing because I was really happy with him last year for the. I mean, yeah, he joined, he joined us up and was good, and then I guess he got a new contract, and I don't know. But it's also interesting because he's he's proven himself as a player who can light up the championship. And mm-hmm. if going back down, why not have someone who you know can cut it there? With, but yeah. It's 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 an interesting question. Um, I'm not sure how much I believe the fact that he could be leaving. Um, and yeah, I mean it could happen, I suppose. And and as could the Jolie and Lescott to the MLS rumors. But I've just heard so many denials of that from people who would actually know that I don't think that one's going to happen either. 
I just can't I can't really see Leska leaving because he's been somewhat competent lately. And mm-hmm. although you, you maybe want to free up squad spots, that's what that's what you did by loaning out Crespo and then Joe Bennett. And maybe maybe Nemanja Vidic signing on a free, which he hasn't played <laughs> since May. And okay, yeah, he was brilliant when he was Manchester United's captain, but that was years ago. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But like you said, he's an 83 on FIFA 16. Yeah, yeah, he's an 83 in FIFA. So at least, at least if uh, you need, you need him there. Would I he could... be Villa's first 80 plus player? Yeah, he yeah he would be now because since Benteke left, we don't have one. Yeah. Oh God. Um, uh, yeah, I and and that's another move that I don't really see a lot of upside there. Um, you know, if Lescott does move, I'm not sure why we haven't seen the Clark and Acora pairing that worked so decently last year. Um, you know, once we get back to league play again, Clark and Acora in the center and put Richards at right back, and I think that's probably the very best thing you can do right now. Yeah, and I think that has the makings of a solid back four, especially with Sissoko on the left. And mm-hmm. But, again, as Villa Review were saying on their episode this week, it, I think it's more down to Acora being good rather than... Clark, because who are, I mean, whoever the the center back pairing is, if one of them's a core, maybe he'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so I I don't know about those. The other interesting signing is a giant of a Croatian, or the other interesting potential signing is a giant of a Croatian. Yeah, another another Croatian goalkeeper. We know we had um, Matija Sarkic. But he was just just a youth team player. Actually, played in that friendly when the Villa youth team played the Villa under twenty ones played a Serie B All Star team, which that's kind of cool. But um, they ended up losing the other day two one. But yeah, uh, Lovre Kelinic from I think H and K Split mm-hmm. in in Croatia, and he's what, rumor, six foot seven, anywhere from I think three to five million pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, six and a half million euros, but then it was reported as an, an unreliable journalist. But then somebody asked Remy Gard about it, and he said, I'm looking at a keeper. It might be this one. And, oh, maybe it is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, six foot seven, I believe it was. He's a full Croatian international. Um, I'm not really sure what to say. I guess uh, some of the problems that some people have seen with him is he tends to hew a little too closely to his line from time to time. But after we've seen Brad Guzan's suicidal goalkeeping enough this year, maybe it wouldn't be terrible to have someone who just sticks to their line. Yeah, exactly. When you're two meters tall, you take a good chunk of the goal. And, I mean, he's still young, so that's still his potential to develop. You know what you're going to get. It's not going to change. And apparently he's degrading by the week at this point. And if we brought this guy in, if we brought in Kalinich, it's got to be the end of Guzan. But I, I don't think we bring him in unless we have Guzan, like, agreed to move for Guzan to go. Yeah. Um, just I, because I can't see spending even $5 million on a, with the probability of relegation just hanging there. I can't see spending that money on a keeper when you're still going to be paying Guzan's wages. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um I feel like Guzan should be able to get a shot somewhere. Before the podcast, you mentioned he might seem like a decent candidate for the MLS um, as, you know, the U.S. international keeper and whatnot. Um, And he's had success in the MLS before. 
Um, if there's one Villa player that does make sense moving over to that league, it might be Guzan. Yeah, I think it would make a lot more sense than, than Lescott going to the U.S., especially with him being a Villa fan and wanting, I don't know. Yeah. The article the article that said the Lescott, Lescott's move to Villa was 17 years too late. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that sucks, but he's, I don't think he's going to leave after six months if, that, if that's the case, but... I don't know, the Colorado Rapids were making some moves in their squad, and people on Twitter have been mentioning maybe they'll bring in Tim Howard, but, you know, if, if not Tim Howard, possibly Brad Guzan. Yeah, just, absolutely. And we should be clear, about. there hasn't been any connection made. We're just we're just saying that actually makes a bit of sense. No, it's an, it's an unsubstantiated rumor that I thought maybe the, the puzzle pieces could fit correctly. You know, so yeah. if, if it happens... I don't know. I, I don't get a prize. Or some, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. If it happens, we'll buy you a beer. If Brad Guzan yeah. goes to the Colorado Rapids, I will buy you a beer. Great. You I can mean, hold I me to that. I think a lot of people will be happy to see him just go anywhere. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think just just the last thing is we could still maybe see a striker come in. I don't know if he'll be low cremey at this point. But it, that sounds like someone that Remy Guard probably could get the best out of with him being French and all, but are you just saying that because they both have Remy in their name? Yeah, Remy boys. <laughs> like that. Uh, um. All right. So that brings us brings us to Twitter questions for the day. Sorry, we kind of forgot we were we were recording tonight until just just a couple hours ago. So if you didn't get your questions in this week, um, you can always you can always send them in for next week. And first one was from Jonathan Northall at J Northall. Would you sell Jack Grealish if a club made a reasonable offer? And you responded asking what a reasonable offer would be, but Jonathan did not get a chance to respond. So I would say a reasonable offer. I don't know if it's actually reasonable, but an offer that a club could make maybe would be in the region of seven million. Yeah. Um, at seven million, I don't think I would sell him. He's having an off year, but he's still, you know, incredibly young, and I think seven million is probably a little bit low for him. If, however, someone tries to give us twelve million, yeah, I think I take that really quickly. Uh, I don't know. I I prefer to keep him just because I think he could be useful in the championship. Well, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of you know what happens, and I yeah. was thinking this might be a summer type thing, but yeah. That's a that's a fair point. I mean, that's that's like how much money we basically spend on Adama, and yeah, he's for the most part useless. But next year, next year, those guys could actually become become stars in the team, and I think just that that year of development could be what they need to get on the right track when we come back up to the Premier League. Yeah, that that's a good point. Um, I still think with the needs for money that we'll have if we end up dropping next year, I would probably take 12 million. I wouldn't love it, but I would probably take that. Um, but anything below that, and the answer is no. He's too valuable yeah. as a player at that point. Um, but that's a good All question. Right. Um, next one from Richard Yellup at Yellup. Uh, if you could have an extra pair of limbs, would you have two more legs or two more arms? And quite simply, it'd be arms any day. I think just legs would get in the way of walking and even when just just playing pickup soccer, like I'm not going to be able to 
I don't actually. You could put in some pretty nasty four footed tackles. I might have to reconsider. <laughs> I I asked you could absolutely maim somebody. I asked Richard for some clarification here, um, and and I've found out that this is an acceptable answer. I would like to choose one arm and one leg. It's a pair of limbs, so it's not a oh, matching right. pair. But I I would like to do three and three. Yeah, th three and three, three and three would be quite good. It's still like I don't know how. What do you think speed walking would be like with three legs? You could probably get places pretty quick. Yeah, I would think so. Um, and if I had a third arm, it maybe, would allow me to live my. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say maybe not a hundred and fifty percent of the speed that you currently go, but at, at least like a twenty percent increase, which that could be pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. I would take that. And the third arm would let me live out my dream of finally being in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and being Zaphod Beeblebrox. So that's a joke for like seven of you. The thing is, you think if, if you have three arms, you could do so much more stuff, but you'd probably actually need like three eyes just to to see what, what you're all doing, you know, like... But just think of think of the joy as you're like writing an article and you can reach down and just have a drink of coffee without stopping your typing. Oh yeah, that would that would be nice. Yeah. I mean, as a writer, having that third arm would just be clutch. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I I like the idea of one each. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's still I think it's still go with two arms, but just for um, I don't know. Maybe you could get like a warehouse job and get paid a lot because you could do so much more stuff. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get an extra set of limbs, and your dream is maybe I can get a warehouse job. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> we need I was to, just thinking we need to somewhere where you could just, some, just somewhere where you could just maximize the, the usage of all, all four arms. You guys didn't hear it last week, but, you know, the Powerball Lotto here in the U.S. was one point something billion, and Jack was saying, you know, if I win that, I might be able to get a nice one-bedroom apartment somewhere. Yeah, but... I said I would get a nice one-bedroom apartment, actually, in a lot of places, I think, but... <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, dreaming, you recalibrate your dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah, the last the last one we had was from Tyler Fisher at T. Fisher 2-1. Five Guys Saturday post-match, which I don't think Robert was in on this joke as much, but uh, he had just mentioned... He was reading about Five Guys earlier, and then that put him in the mood for it for dinner. And I was like, "Well, thanks for tweeting about it." Now I'm in the mood for it. So, have you eaten Five Guys gonna before? Go gonna go Saturday after the match. Have you eaten Five Guys? If, if, if you're not uh, too snowed in, Robert, you can come down to Chicago and join us. It's it's the pride of the DC area, and I will tell you that that hamburger is fine. Pretty good. No, no. In the sense of the internet, that hamburger is fine. It is not a great hamburger. Uh, no, if you go, if you go, my recommendation is their hot dogs are freaking fantastic. Although in Chicago, I'm not sure if you guys need help with hot dogs. I just like the peanuts, really. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's worth it. So, yeah. all right, all right, there you go. I don't know the the villa the villa bar is pretty good breakfast burritos, and maybe. You could get, end up getting stuff with one of those, but I freaking love breakfast burritos. That might be one of my ten but, favorite foods. Gotta gotta be in contention. So, 
All right, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for your, your Twitter questions. If you sent those in, remember we will we'll get to those on the show. So if you didn't get them in this week, uh, there's always next week, and that just it's going to bring us to the last order of business, which is the West Brown match. And after two consecutive, oh, what three three straight matches at Villa Park, huh? We're gonna gonna hit the road. Go all the way to the hot parts. <laughs> really, really leaving the friendly confines there. Uh, but yeah, nice little road match against West Brown, who already managed to beat us once this year. God, and West Brown, they're in, they're in 13th with 27 points. And I was saying, how do they how do they have 27 points? I mean, like, what what would we not give to be in 13th with 27 points at this point? Like, right. This this, this season. 27 measly points sounds positively luxurious. They are angling to finish the year at like 42 or something, and that sounds like heaven to me. Yeah, just just have big dreams of 44 points with Tony Pulis. Oh, uh, Jonathan just responded, uh, six to seven million. The snake went for eight. Million. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, for, for right. Jack Relish, so no. Six, six and seven million. If someone offers that, I say no for Jack Relish. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, all right. Um, Unless Fabian yeah, Delphin back return. To, back to West Brom and Tony Pulis, which, I mean, he's been, he's been using – This is, I think this is kind of his go-to, is just four center backs as mm-hmm. a back line. And, you know, with – I think one of those strengths could end up being set pieces just because if we're going to end up playing Richards at right back and then have Lescott as one of the center backs, that's, and then if you have Rudy up top, that's three pretty good aerial presences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you've got a lot of height in that team there. Um, if only we could get that 6-7 goalkeeper in there for set pieces as well. Yeah, well, but on, on the other end, You've got to think defending set pieces, having those big bodies, you're you're going to need them just as much because with the men that the baggies could throw forward. Yeah, and, so, and they, you know, they've got – they're a team that doesn't do anything pretty because they're managed by Tony Pulis, but they are ruthlessly, boringly effective. And, you know, at this point, I think any Villa fan would take that right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, without a doubt, it's – It'd be nice to just fly under the radar and not be the kind of the laughing stock of everyone with even now 12 points, still the bo- still bottom of the table, and that goal difference really isn't improving too quickly. It's still at minus 20. We'll get there. We'll get there. Give it time. I, I'm going to remain just, the uh, eternal optimist. Just wait, wait until February to turn the season around. <laughs> if you just wish hard enough... This will all work out. You can just pretend that we're good. <laughs> I Before we actually found a radio stream, AVTV wasn't working against Wickham, and uh, the BBC wouldn't let me listen to them from the United States, so I was planning on just tweeting a pretend match. So yeah, that, can... that would have been almost as, almost as good as the, as the pictures. Yeah, so maybe I can do that for the rest of the season, just pretend that Villa are winning every single match. The most glorious comeback yeah, in history. Bad. Overly thrilling, you know. Just yeah. in there. Yeah. Couple draws. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Villa win all but three, and those three they draw zero zero. 
That's too boring. I'd rather lose 3-2 and go down fighting. <laughs> Villa looking for a win on the last day here. And they lost 3-2. Yeah, um, I, I was kind of thinking because uh, just talking about Grealish kind of got me thinking about him is like you like you were saying, he hasn't been having a good year in these the that Wickham match I really think was a, a good chance for him to put on a good display against obviously a worse opposition. And from what I heard it was it was one of his worst matches in a villa shirt. Um you have to wonder I mean you, you have to think he's not going to be in the in the eleven for West Brom. Yeah, I can't imagine but, he will be. Nor do I imagine I, I would not be shocked if he misses the bench. Sorry, I, I lost my connection there for a second. No, it's all right. I said I would not be shocked if he misses the bench based on what we heard about his performance against Wickham. Ooh, oh, that would be harsh because there's really not that many people that can even make the bench. But, I mean, I uh, suppose that's you know, true. You're right, you're right. But I think I think we are going to see Carlos Hill in this match and obviously uh, Jordan Ayew. And mm-hmm. I'll have a post going up tomorrow that still have to write. But... Um, yeah, I think I don't know. I, I think it's interesting to see if if it will be Rudy or Kozak. I think it'll probably be Kozak, um, just because he's put in a good shift in a few matches. He got the rest on yesterday's match. He got the rest the day off. Um, I think that was sort of signaling that he's the the league starter right now. Yeah, and I guess I guess it's just really important that that match didn't end up going too well extra time because if they had to play 120 minutes, okay. that would have been a very big gain on, on this West Brown match. So, yeah, it was it was a concern for a while because we didn't score until what, the 75th minute? Yeah, and Alex, I know Alex tweeted this is why we should have put the ball into our own net when we were playing at Wickham so we wouldn't have to deal with that. Yeah. So, uh, okay, that, that would be a bit extreme, but also, I mean, possibly not the worst thing that Villa could have done, which playing 120 minutes would have been. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but luckily avoided that. I think it should be a pretty fresh team. Um, you know, the right back, whoever it ends up being, won't have played midweek. Uh, the center and back, West Brom had to play on Tuesday as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you feeling comfortable about this? Do you think Philly can carry their unbeaten form into this match and make anything of it? Uh, yeah, you know, maybe if, if only because last year against West Brom was the, the match that we turned it all around. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, maybe it. Maybe playing left back. <laughs> God, you know he only has made eight appearances for Burnley in the championship this year. Who has? Matt Lowden. Oh yeah, I know. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. Um, he scored a goal the other day though. Yeah. I think I saw that. Was it last Saturday he scored a goal or something? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think it's just the one goal from this year, but. Speaking of old yeah. villains doing stuff that I noticed the other day on Tuesday, Jonathan Hogg got a straight red. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. He's at he's at Huddersfield, I think. Yeah, there's a name you haven't thought about in a few years. Yeah. Um, but Which... Yeah. Over under two and a half. Hmm. You know, uh, I really thought there were going to be some goals last week against Leicester, but I was wrong. I'm taking Villa the just, under. It's, it's a Villa team who can't score against a Tony Pulis side. It's a team that can't score against a team that doesn't want to score. And that team that doesn't want to score is hell-bent on defending even more so. Yeah, exactly. 
I think one goal in this match. Uh, <laughs> Ipso facto, four to four. Tanked. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Villa end up winning seven to six. Yeah. Yeah, what thrilling what match we've ever seen. Um, but yeah, I, I, I take the under on two and a half. I think it's going to yeah. be a one goal match. Yeah, re realistically, uh, I have to agree. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much else for it. I, I At this point, I'm really not even sure what to expect of this team. But yeah, I think, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm just hoping we see Richards right back and Clark and Akora, I guess. with and, and I guess it's good that, I don't know, do you think Carlos Sanchez will be back? Because he, he went off against Wickham. Yeah, I'm not sure. He, he picked up a little knock. I sort of expect him to sit. I think it'll be Vera too. Uh, you know, maybe that Veritu Westwood Ghana trio. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think I think you're right. Yeah, that strikes me as the most probable. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. hopefully, hopefully one of them can, can get on the score sheet again. But don't really expect it. I think. I mean, be perfectly fine with just one nil. That will work. Yeah, absolutely. And one nil in Villa's favor, please. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be terrible to lose to the Baggies, but oh my god, because yeah. then it would be both boring and depressing. Exactly, yeah, just death by death by boredom, just the worst kind. Soul crushing matches. At least if it's just a big fiery explosion, it'd be some entertainment. <laughs> Train crash, you know what's happening. You just can't take your eyes off of it. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's I think that's all we have for you this week. Remember, we're still on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Um, Block Talk Radio, of course, and, and YouTube back in back in the video game. Now that <laughs> the YouTube account isn't locking me out and making me put in my Afghanistan phone number to try to get in, <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think I forgot to mention the the match is just at it's at three GMT Saturday. Yep, I believe normal time, so ten Eastern, Pacific. Um, yeah, and. We'll have all the latest news for you, as always, at 7500hold.com and on Twitter and Facebook. So I'm sure you're all already following us on Facebook, Twitter, and checking the site. But if somehow you stumbled upon us, check us out there. And, yeah, anyways, for Robert Lintot, I'm Jack Grimsey, and we'll see you next time on the Holdcast. Thanks for listening.